And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at positivehead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, You would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal. So our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods. And as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website. But besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. All right then, Groundhog Day in a good way, back on the Positive Head podcast. Here we go. Dalian, how goes it? Wonderful. Another day in floating in eternity, uh, (laughs) waxing philosophical. Oh, what to do, what to do. Just so many, uh, yeah, so many things to talk about. that we will get into, uh, yeah, as planned and, of course, uh, as, uh, you know. As unplanned. As, as inspired, you know, in the moment. Yeah, that's the, the great thing about doing these daily shows is uh, just kind of seeing what comes up and, uh, you know, it, it, the synchronicity of whatever's happening in my own life or your own life. 
and then uh, you know we'll get a uh, a review or a question from a listener that ties in with it. And I love I love 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 seeing how it just kind of unfolds very uh, organically. These uh, show you know the show content. It's kind of like freestyling. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes we have uh, Zen moments like we're having right now, where uh, it seems the whole world has come to a standstill. It's also quiet on the street, which is normally, um, you know, quite busy. Of course, we've had that construction next door too. So, well, to jump right into some mysterious or exciting or stimulating news, what do you got for us, Dalian? I will uh, go ahead and read you my paraphrased uh, account of this uh, awesome article from the Telegraph Papers website, uh, the Telegraph uh, British paper. Um, and this one came out, was published a couple of days ago, Brandon, a um, awesome scientific uh, advancement that could have great implications for us. The headline was, scientists discover how to upload knowledge to your brain. Wow. So yeah, sounds like like a uh, thing out of a sci-fi movie, like The Matrix. Yeah. And they reference it there. I'll read you. Researchers from HRL Laboratories in California say they have found a way to amplify learning through a simulator they developed, which can feed information directly into a person's brain and teach them new skills in a shorter amount of time, comparing it to life imitating art, only on a much smaller scale than seen in the Hollywood film The Matrix. Uh, the study, published in the journal Frontiers in Human Neuroscience, found that subjects who receive brain stimulation via electrode-embedded headcaps improved their piloting abilities and learned the task 33% better than a placebo group. Wow. Um, yeah, the researchers, Brandon, the article explains, used um, piloting an aircraft or using a virtual you know, flight simulator as the task that they were trying to uh, essentially uh, try to sort of beam up into someone's brain uh, because it's, um, you know, they, they of course settled on, the, on this task because it's got a nice set of uh, motor functions and coordination and, you know, spa- spatial... V- visualization and things like that that are required, you know, to perform successfully. So they figured if we can get all of those things to gel and, you know, be able to actually help these people in a measurable way, you know, to, to learn that um, activity better. Wow. So they use this as their sort of, you know, um, you know, reference point really. Sure. And, uh, and then, yeah, they found 33% uh, increase in their, in their, um, you know, um, versus the control group. So I would say 33% is actually a fairly significant uh, you know, yeah. number there. So, uh, yeah, and uh, if it's the sort of thing that's going to um, allow us to develop the technology down the line where that can be amplified to, you know, who knows what capacity. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I'll read you another little paragraph here from one of the researchers. It says, our system is one of the first of its kind. It's a brain stimulation system, explained Dr. Matthew Phillips. It sounds kind of sci-fi, but there's a large scientific basis for the development of our system. The specific task we were looking at was piloting an aircraft, which requires a synergy of both cognitive and motor performance. When you learn something, your brain physically changes. Connections are made and strengthens in a process called neuroplasticity. So, of course, it's relying on things like that, right? Which mm-hmm. we know about neuropathways that are established. Yep. So, yeah, as we, as we get deeper and deeper into the science... Of, of this new technology, which is, of course, a practical application of, of this, then, yeah, the sky is the limit. Literally, I think we could have some sort of matrix-like system. To me, this uh, makes me think of reading a book years years ago by Ray Kurzweil, the, uh, you know, well-known uh, futurist uh, who talks about 
us getting to the point where we use nanotechnology to rewire our brain and become you know millions of times more intelligent than we are currently. And he talked about this happening in like, if I'm recalling, it was even like the mid, you know, um, 2020s or something. So hearing this sounds to me like the first step towards, you know, cyborg human uh, <laughs> that is uh, inevitably coming our way, which is both uh, fascinating and uh, slightly frightening. But uh, <laughs> I like to always focus on the glasses half full. So we'll say it's fascinating. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> and I look forward to seeing more about that. Wow, that's really, really cool. Well, moving right along, Dalian, we received a, another review uh, this morning, which uh, I, I always like to, you know, give attention to because I'm very, very grateful for it. And the uh, actual header of this review is Gratitude by Aaron. And he said, thank you so much for this podcast. You're a bright light in all you bring forth. Stay humble, peace and love to you. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, Peace and love to you. And thank you for completing the circle, taking the time out of your life to just give us that, you know, short but sweet feedback. It means the world. It definitely fuels Dalian and I to continue doing what we're doing. And um, yeah, so I I just love starting my day. I get so excited when I open up and see a review. It's like, ah, someone's got something to say. What is it? What is it? So uh, leaving reviews on iTunes too, not only does it make us feel really good, but it helps us to reach new people. So, uh, you know, iTunes kind of looks at ratings and reviews and how they rank you when people do searches looking for new podcasts. So uh, please, if you're enjoying the podcast, take a few minutes and give us a rating uh, uh, and and or review on iTunes. It is very, very much appreciated. And of course, as always, we love, love, love getting questions from you guys. You can uh, write us through the website or even leave us a voicemail. There's a phone number on there that goes straight to voicemail that you can leave a question that we will uh, address on the show. That's one of my favorite things because uh, I love interacting with you guys as much as possible. So if you've had a question or something that even just comes up, you know, later today after you listen to this, uh, take a moment and write us uh, about it or, you know, drop us a voicemail and we'll uh, probably address it on the show. Yeah. And no question is too um, big or small, weird or uh, yeah, out there, I would say, because like, like you had said before, Brandon, if it's something that we don't know about, we could look into it. Right. Yep. And if it's something that is perhaps, you know, an important question in your life and you're willing to share, you know, some some of your life circumstances like other people have done, then by all means, we're we're going to try and, you know shed some positive light into and as Aaron suggested through. stay humble in the process because we don't claim to be experts we came to we claim to be highly curious and we claim to have uh tested a lot of these uh concepts on our own life with uh really great uh feedback and uh, which Absolutely. is why we're so excited about sharing a lot of these concepts and of course continuing uh to uh sort of reboot ourselves each and every day by doing this podcast because it is a daily conscious effort. This is all vibration. Everything's vibration. This, this information you're ingesting it when you're listening, when you're tuning in and, and you're, you know, managing your vibration is the number one thing here to do. But yes, keeping humble is a, a big, big part of that. And that's something that I, I really focus on. I think the more, you know, the more you realize you don't know. And, um, you know, speaking of being Spoken humble, like a true wise man, <laughs> speaking of being humble, what I'd like to talk about a little bit today is something that, uh, I think is really, really important to, uh, to focus on. And that is, uh, improving yourself, of course, which we always talk about, 
but in, in particularly in relation to conflict with others, because this is something that uh, I actually had a, an event happen yesterday with my brother, um, very close to my brother. And, um, you know, we've, of course, you always have patterns with siblings or family members that are, are unique, right? And uh, I love the the quote, Daily, and you've probably heard it before. If you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family. And uh, that's so true. No, I mean, these are souls that are meant to challenge you uh, to the fullest, I believe. Your parents, your your family members, those, you know, you're born into this life with and you cannot break up with. <laughs> and uh, in his case, you know, him and I have had a sort of uh, an ongoing pattern our whole lives. And we're two years apart and always been super close and business partners and, you know, bandmates and everything. So, you know, we've been very involved in each other's life always. And one of the recurring patterns that we've really been trying to work through and, in, in, I guess, heal or fix uh, or, or, or evolve beyond, uh, especially in the last year or so, even in the last month, it's kind of escalated where we're spending a lot more time together again for the first time in a while um, and uh, because of a business project that we're working on. And so what will happen is, is uh, you know, I'm the type of person who always is venting, I guess you would say. I'm always, you know, I've got lots of energy. I don't hold anything in. I let it out there for better or for worse. <laughs> In the case of this podcast, I think it's for better. I've certainly had my fair share, especially where he's concerned. Uh, if I'm going to be humble and truthful, where it could be for worse, where I can get you know agitated, as I've talked about before, and and maybe negative and um in in dealing in my way of dealing with uh conflict or disagreement. And in his case, he's the opposite. He really internalizes things a lot and he has trouble releasing energy and emotion. Very sensitive, but unlike me, where I just let it all out, he kind of carries it. So a lot of times, uh, you know, we'll get into a disagreement or something and I get more aggressive about my idea or my thought or my feeling. And uh, it's kind of like him just absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. And, uh, so what's kind of happened, it's turned into a pattern over the years is where he, he will start pointing back at me, like, see, see this thing you do because of you, I feel this way. It's your fault and you're doing this thing. And if you would do something differently, then I wouldn't feel so bad. You got to stop this and you, 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 and you know what? I'll, I'll, I have to be honest and admit uh, what he's talking about as far as what he's saying I'm doing uh, he's, he's dead on a lot of times. I mean, in some cases there's some exaggeration, uh, that goes along with it. After years of, uh, having a certain experience, you tend to, um, glamorize it, uh, maybe more than it deserves to be. But one of the things that has really become apparent to, to me recently when we have these sorts of experiences is, yes, I, not only am I more cognizant of my own, um, you know, dysfunction or reaction in a negative way when we get into any sort of disagreement or altercation. But in, on his end, um, pointing the finger back at me, this is what you do. You're doing this to me. You make me feel this way because of you. And, you know, this sort of happened yesterday. And I, you know, I, I said to him after the fact, I was like, getting mad at someone else the, for what they do is is about the the, the biggest waste of time any of us humans <laughs> engage in. It's like, getting mad at a tree for shedding its leaves and that tree keeps shedding its leaves and it's affecting my lawn. And I mean, there's nothing you can do about what anyone else does. And it's, you know, if someone is acting in a way that's dysfunctional or 
off to to make yourself the victim is the biggest mistake you can make because the only thing you can control is yourself, your own energy. And I know all of you guys listening have had this experience because we've all been there where it's like they're doing this to me because of them. I feel this way. They should be doing this. They're the ones. They're the problem. No, the problem is your reaction to their dysfunction, not their dysfunction because you can't control their dysfunction you'll never control their dysfunction you'll never they're going to work through their stuff in their own way time you know and the way that you know in line with their own evolution their own progress so i really because i had this experience it was kind of a light bulb that i wanted to to shine and talk about uh, because i know every single one of you listening has dealt with this and i encourage you uh yes focus on your own stuff but not only focusing on your own stuff, equally important is stop pointing the finger at other people for what they are or aren't doing and where they're at. Because your reaction to them, that's the only thing you can control. You can never, ever, ever control them. And you've never, ever, ever, no one's ever made you feel a certain way. You've maybe had something happen. Someone in your life acts a certain way and then you decide to react a certain way. But what if you decided to react differently? In, in the case yesterday, and then I started getting into it, He, uh, I was definitely being more aggressive and agitated than I should have been. And he walked away. Hey, that's a great start instead of letting it continue to escalate. And as soon as he kind of started pointing, well, you make me feel this, you got to stop doing this. It's like, no, actually, uh, you've got to deal with how you handle the situation. That's all you can ever do. So I think if all of us can stop that and just put down what we ever think anyone else should or shouldn't do and instead come right back to focusing on how we're going to act or react, it's a game changer. It's a huge, huge uh, corner turning moment. And, and it was just really brought to light for me in my own, like I said, personal circumstance yesterday. So I wanted to share. And uh, of course, in, in typical fashion, I want to bring in uh, some backup so, uh, and probably my favorite backup, I must admit, is Abraham. Uh, I probably share at least a couple times a week because it's always so good. So, in this case, I found a, uh, let's see, I found a talk on YouTube, a snippet, and it's called Stop Blaming Others for Your Current Situation. And it's uh, Abraham uh, talking about that topic. Take a listen. Hello. So I've been called crazy lately for flying for 15 hours to come and see a show for three. But I've been watching you for a really long time. And uh, as this little journey of mine has unfolded, I've just realized it's just my path unfolding under my feet. It's been so easy. Met the most amazing people. Little experiences, perfect train trips, just everything has just been so beautiful. And behind that... Things are always, always working out for you. Always working out. Behind that, there's just a lot going out on, a lot happening on another side. Um, about four weeks ago, I wasn't really... I didn't fall out of an aeroplane, I was pushed. And I think at that time, I thought I just missed the trampoline. <laughs> we know that you're wanting to be funny, but you were not pushed. 
I feel it felt at that time. It we felt know, like it's we know. But you want to you want to take credit for your own point of attraction and don't blame others for what's <laughs> happening to you okay. because nobody's doing anything to you. They're just Thank cooperative you. components. Completely understand. Cooperative components helping you to live out the vibration that you got going on. Because otherwise, otherwise, if, if you really believe that someone else has control over what happens to you, then what's the point? Pleasing them seems to be the point. That's but they're so fickle. They're so fickle and, irra and irrational and inconsistent. And it's such a flawed premise, you see. That's exactly where I'm getting to with my yeah. stories. That over time, in this short time, I've realized that I did actually get the trampoline. And more and more it's unfolding, I realize that I'm bouncing so high that even though it's a rainy day, my eyes, uh, my head's getting above the clouds and I see, I see the sun and I'm getting to see it more and more. Um, and it's more, I didn't really have a question, but more an idea that I wanted to say is that with how everything's unfolded, I'm realizing that I am the center of the storm. I'm in the eye of the storm. But let's not call it a storm. Let's call it the point of attraction. Let's call it, you are, the, you are at the center of your point of attraction. And how you feel is the reason for whether it's stormy or not. Whether it's wonderful or good feeling or bad feeling. Right so, now, so that, could, that so little, we, that so, eye of the storm so is really calm. So if we, could, if we could convince you, if we could convince you that you have control over that center, no matter what's going on in terms of conditions around, if we could convince you of that, the conditions would morph to match the improved feeling. The law says it has to, you see. So what's the holdup? I'm not really sure. Law of attraction, practice thought. You're not going to stop all of a sudden. You see, law of attraction is your best friend in, in every sense, but especially in the sense that it is utterly consistent. It reflects back to you how you're doing, which gives you opportunities to modify it if, you, if it doesn't feel good. It also is giving you, in other words, let, let's start in another place. So you get the picture of this vibrational reality that is full of all of the things that you want. It is a reality that is in the process of manifesting. It is a reality that is in the process of being thoughts that become things. The speed with which these thoughts become things is all about what you are doing in terms of the way you feel. So as you begin to approach life more about caring about how you feel apart from conditions, rather than letting the conditions control how you feel. Esther's been having the most wonderful time feeling book after book after book as a condition will occur and she will write, this sucky condition is such and such. This unwanted condition, she'll lay it out just like it is. This condition that I do not want has these components. And then she will write another paragraph. And if that condition would change right now, I would feel these ways. So then she just starts writing how she would feel if the condition were different. And within a minute or two or three, she feels those feelings even though the condition has not changed at all. Which is the freedom that you're all looking for, you see. 
not needing something to be different, not needing anything to be different. Being able to find the vibration regardless of the condition and maintain it long enough that the condition has to morph to the essence of the vibration that you've established. That's what true deliberate creation is. And that's what the source within you is doing all the time. Don't you think it's lovely how we all fit together? Don't you think it's a nice thing that source energy remains non-physically focused and knows all that you've become and holds the vibrational frequency of that, knows the love that you are, knows the clarity that you are, knows the worthiness that you are, knows the potential that you are, knows the capability that you are, knows the love that you are, knows the well-being that you are, knows that, knows that, knows that, knows that, and doesn't allow itself to know anything other than that, knows that, like keeping the light on for you. And because Source knows that so clearly about you, when you deviate from it, you feel the discord, you feel the absence of resonance. So then, most humans, when they feel that discord, they scramble around trying to change the conditions so that they can feel better. But it's so fleeting, and it's so difficult, and it's so not permanent. But when you discover that you can change the way you feel, that you can find the way Source feels about that, then you begin to understand how creation really works. You start with the essence of something, and then it fills in around it. You see, you're, about to, you, you're going to hear this right now because you're right on the brink of it. And we're going to say it to you in a way that you have not heard us say it before. Feel this. Feel the difference between somehow achieving that good feeling vibrational essence and then realizing something as compared to needing to see it the way that you need it to be in order to feel good. Can you feel the control that you can garner in that? Can you feel the power of that? Do you feel it? You gotta practice it a little bit to really, to really own it yourself. But think of the alternative. The alternative is, when I see that, I don't like it, but I don't have the power to change that because if it were my children, I would just boss them around to a certain point, but then they reach the age where even that doesn't help. Or if they were in my employees, I could threaten them with things that they don't like, and, and that works for a little while, but after a while, that doesn't even work. Or if they were, if they were, uh, if they were almost anyone, I could try to control their behavior for a little while, but after a while, the stakes just get higher and higher and higher. You, you give up your freedom as you try to control the others, you see. And so instead of needing the condition to change, if you can change the way you feel whether the condition changes or not, now you've come back into your power. Now there's no contradiction in your own vibration. Now you are streaming source. One who's connected to that stream is more powerful than millions who are not. It is never what someone else does that defeats you. It's never what someone else does that weakens you. It's only your own cross current, which you give a whole lot of them credit for because if they just weren't doing that, you wouldn't have that cross current. If you'd be different, I'd feel better. If you'd, if you'd be different, then I would be in my power. And we say, you got to find it, whether they're different or not. And when you do, they cannot abide in that difference in your vibration. See how it works? I found that. I definitely have found that. It, and it's very recent, so I'm still 
I keep my focus keeps getting distracted. Talk about something specific. Let's talk about something um, that you're living. Okay. Um, I'm just started going through a divorce, so right now my kids are being affected. Oh, yeah, it's going to be really tough for them. Now they're going to have a real close-up opportunity to see the way two people offer vibration <laughs> and get real-life experience in what points of attraction really are. Their life has just come clear, become clear and less distorted than it has ever been before. And they are now in a position where they will live less conditional lives and they will find their true power much faster. You wanted, stormy now. you wanted to feather their nest in such a way that there were never any conditions that would cause them anything that they had to adjust to. And then they're going to go out in the real world all feathered up, <laughs> not prepared for anything. Now they have an opportunity to find out what their point of attraction really is. Now you're giving them an opportunity to understand that you're taking control of the way you feel, that you're no longer blaming someone else for how you feel. That you're loving unconditionally their father loving unconditionally there's no greater gift that you could give them and there will never be an opportunity more pointed to cause you to want to do that you see you don't want to blame someone for the way you feel divorce is the ultimate it's the example that most are using where they say oh yeah if you'd be different I'd feel better but since you're not going to be different then I'm going to take myself somewhere else yeah but you take yourself with you everywhere you go you took yourself over there they didn't come nothing changes for you different places different faces but but to stand right in the middle of that and love anyway oh is there anything better that you could give to your children and can't you see that your divorce may very well have been in their vortex sure I want to be clear I want to be sure I want to know who I am I want to be dependent upon my parents to get everything just right so that all I have to do is just observe the conditions and feel good because if I've got parents that just present everything in exactly the right way and all I have to do is just observe those conditions and feel good then I'm gonna be with them for a very long time <laughs> because when I get out in the world there'll be conditions that are different and I won't be able to be I won't be able to cope with that but if my parents have demonstrated their alignment anyway they're not holding each other and they're not holding us hostage they're not holding us responsible for the way they feel that's true parenting that's parenting through the eyes of source it's an amazing relief and I think that giving up of the control of, of just knowing that might as well give it up you can't control it we love it when you come to that inevitable awareness that you can't control it in other words unconditional unconditional living unconditional alignment really comes in the awareness that you can't control this stuff you've been trying to control no wonder you feel relief about it you were not meant to control it you were not meant to control it you can't control it but what can you control what can you control myself and what do you mean the way you feel Absolutely. and how do you control the way you feel focus by gently by caring about how you feel and by gently focusing by just finding a little bit of it there and a little bit of it there and a little that's, bit of it there I'm realizing that I, I want more from life I, I want to feel love I want to feel 
emotionally connected. I want, I want to be to who I naturally am. I want to feel what Source feels. So you just have lots of opportunities to sort that out. And Source never gets irritated and says, come on, we've been, we've been focusing this way for a long time. When are you going to get with it? That's your mother saying that. <laughs> That's your mother. Source just stays there steadily, holding the frequency until you find it. And the more you find it, then it gains momentum until you own it. And then it's just easy to do it, isn't it? Yeah. Enough? Yes, thank you. Yeah, Brandon, this is such a big one. Something that uh, some people very close and dear to me um, also have trouble really processing the idea that uh, what anyone else out there really doesn't matter to you and your life because you can, in your head, construct endless amounts of rationalizations why it does matter, right? Yeah. And the thing is, of course, the things that other people are doing, it's not like they're inconsequential, right? But here's here's the the secret or the thing that you might be missing, they're inconsequential to your current vibration here and now because you you have that's a only I think ultimate power you have. Yep. What you control, your vibration, your reaction, your state of mind. And that's tr truly independent of anything outside of yourself unless you think it's not. So mm -hmm. uh, you're essentially surrendering your personal power. And you have to be aware of that because surrendering your personal power is something that we have done so much, all of us collectively. We do it all the time. We do it unconsciously, subconsciously. I mean, it's you know, a part of we're talking about our stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's such a big part. It, you know, this very topic today, it's so critical to all of our lives. It's at the very core of the human experience. And we could, we probably will come back to it in some other fashion again in, in some future episode. But for sure, it's become sort of the theme as uh, these different experiences lately have led us to see, yeah, like you were saying, giving this example. And it's, it's cool how you put it in that perspective, Brandon, because my, I, I was there while this went down and my reading of the situation is exactly what you said, mm -hmm. which is that you reacted a certain way and your brother reacted a certain way. And then that's fine. Of course, it, whatever happened, happened for, for its own set of reasons. But the way you both acted and reacted, mm -hmm. it was really just indicative of where you're at, not yep. necessarily of what the other. So yeah, you're right. Of course, we, we get so caught up in that. Like, oh, you did that. You, th mm -hmm. you do this. And, and it's like, yeah. It's because maybe, of you that I do this. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's the um, post-association sort of like uh, non-sequitur. I'm going to go ahead and connect one thing to something else that's not what what do you call that like a false association yeah right. that's really ultimately the 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 ultimate false association you can make in life i feel this way because of what you do or yeah. don't do yep and uh you know what i like about this particular talk is uh abraham gives some really great sort of exercises uh how to start dealing with this because you know, okay, this all sounds well and good. How do I do it? How do I apply it? Well, one thing she talks about is start writing out the sucky condition in your life, uh, the sucky reactions that you're getting from your loved ones, whatever it may be, and then write out what it would be like if it changed. Uh, I think that's a really, really good, um, simple exercise. She talked about feel the difference between you know, practice, and you got to practice feeling the difference between somehow achieving uh, if, you know, somehow achieving the feel-good vibrational essence uh, as compared to needing to see it the way you need it to be in order to feel good, you know, and she's, can you feel the control difference there, you know, um, uh, practice achieving, somehow achieve that feel-good vibrational essence instead of 
uh, hey, I need it to see it this way in order to feel good. Such a difference in control there. And she, of course, says you must practice this. How you come, this is how you come back into your power. And this is when you're streaming source. This is how source God, your higher self, whatever the heck you want to call it. This is how it lives. This is how it, it, it plays. So when you're doing that, you are in line with source. And of course, you know, she goes on to say, when you're doing this, you're more powerful than millions who aren't. Because what are you? You're like a, you're, you're a mini God in that moment when you're doing it. And this is the practice. This is the only, um, you know, it's the, it's the only practice and you're, you're attracting, you know, of course she went on to talk about this woman's divorce and, and I love, of course, Abraham's answer. It's like, uh, maybe this is in their vortex. It's never, it's never not happening because there's never this victim that's happening. They're going to grow from it. And she goes on to say, what if it was perfect? Wouldn't that suck for your children? They would go into the world and, uh, be so unprepared. And it's like, you know, so often we want to just protect our children or, the ones that we love and, and instead, uh, they need these, uh, you know, uh, more trying experiences to grow. It, it stimulates growth. Yes, Brendan, it's such a, yeah, once again, it's such a critical thing to the human experience, realizing that that's the only real true source of personal power we have. Uh, and, and she touched on that. Uh, we have to really begin taking ownership because, that emotional maturity is what's going to allow us to actually affect worldwide change for the better. I mean, you know, I see a lot of people getting cut up and and this is one of the things that I find personally relevant is the fact that I see a lot of people looking at the overall state of the world when it comes to, I don't know, politics, what's going on, uh, possibly even with wars on the other side of the globe. And then um, our ecology, you know, the, the way we're ruining the environment and these things. And all of those things are, um, worthy of taking action, proactive action to correct, I, I think. But ultimately, there's a difference between doing that with a, a heavy attitude of like sorrow, grief, and, you know, uh, just negativity and and doing it from a very inspired and enlightened sort of perspective. Uh, you can take action doing virtually anything, but if you do it with that heavy quality versus the lighthearted quality, guess what? One of them is going to carry you much further than the other. Absolutely. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, one of the other things that she said that actually made me think of a ex-girlfriend from many years ago who uh, is sort of a runner. And, she, you know, Abraham said, hey, the, the thing with that is you take yourself with you everywhere you go. And that's something that I used to always say, too. This person uh, would always talk about, you know, the problem with the geographical area or people around her or, you know, and it's I got to go. I got to get out of here. I got to go here. I got to go there. I'm going to Europe. I'm, you know, it's like you're you're going to take yourself with you everywhere you go. Different places, different faces. It's not, you know, it is not out there. Uh, and whenever someone is uh, looking at it as out there. Uh, the problem is out there. You, you're completely off the mark. If you're at the point where you're ready to be honest, and uh, as you said, you know, there's a, a certain level of growth and maturity that is um, upon you, congratulations when you're ready to stop, uh, you know, saying because of you this, but you're doing that to me. You only ever do it to yourself. And when you start down that path, you have turned such a major corner in your life. And for those of you, or out there busy beating yourself up for what you have or haven't done, but yet you're doing this work right here and you've actually had some level of success looking back, reflecting back on yourself instead of pointing the finger. You're so far ahead of the average person. Not that it's a competition, but 
you know, I always want to come back to give yourself a little credit because I know how hard all of you are on yourselves. It's, it's such a human affliction to beat ourselves up and, mm-hmm. um, we've, we've come a long, long way. So if you're doing this, even on any scale, you are a raging success and congrats. Well, Dalian, I think uh, we're running out of imaginary time for today, but uh, we would like to leave the listeners with a uh, beautiful musical uh, tasting. And uh, what I've queued up for today is someone that I saw down in uh, at Envision in Costa Rica. And I've seen them before. Really great uh, duo Diamond Saints or um, it's D-I-M-O-N-D Saints. And this is uh, one of, um, actually a remix of a remix of a remix of one of our, both of our favorite 80s bands, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. So this is, uh, Lord did a remix of this, and this is Diamond Saints remix of that. And uh, it's pretty great. So we hope you enjoy. Welcome to your life There's no turning back Even while we sleep We will find you acting on your best behavior Turn your back on Mother Nature Everybody wants to lose Everybody wants to, wants to lose Everybody wants to lose Everybody wants to Everybody wants to rule the 